You are listening to a Nerd Room podcast production. We the Nerd. Bunch of nerds. Hey everyone and welcome to Nerd Room. We talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, DC, and beyond. This episode number 362, we're discussing Star Wars and Marvel movie slate changes, Flash hype, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. I'm your host, Tim. And I'm Ian. Like always, guys, welcome to the Nerd Room. We're here again. We missed one week there. It's been a bit chaotic and all will be revealed why there's been a little bit of gap in some of the releases. There's something big coming in the podcasting space. And hopefully within the next couple of weeks, I'll be able to tell you guys all about what is happening. But until then, we're just going to talk about some nerd because that's why we're here, Ian. And we're here to yep. talk about some Star Wars and Marvel movie slate changes. Disney is out here moving stuff around, likely because of some issues that maybe we'll talk about inside of that discussion. The Flash debuts this week. We've got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They dropped a new trailer for Mutant Mayhem a couple weeks ago. And we're going to talk about that and some new NECA figures as well. Secret Invasion. There's all kinds of stuff going on in the nerd world. And I'm pretty excited to get to talk to it. But Ian, before we get into that, how are you, my friend? I'm good, yeah. All right. Things things are going as they usually do. Life's treating me kind of well. I mean... Life as an adult can sometimes be a little bit stressful, but other than that, yeah, things are good, man. And enjoying the the kind of hype that's coming up for me. Uh, I have a couple of big movies coming out on Friday. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Verse is a bit late here, um, which is it's kind of weird. We're in the Sony movie, but now I'm super excited for this weekend because I've got two biggies coming, like The Flash and Spider-Verse. And yeah, it's, it's like Christmas this weekend for me, man. Like, I just can't wait. So just trying to power through this week, get my work done, and then have a fun time this weekend where I can just geek out, go crazy, cry my eyes ah. out, and <laughs> yeah, have a good time. Oh, man, it's going to be a ton of fun. I'm going to try to consume both of those movies this weekend as well. Last weekend was Transformers Rise of the Beast. It's incredible, the slate that is out right now and mm. the just spectrum of choice that we have. Like, you could honestly go to the movie theater and spend an entire day there and maybe not see every single movie that is screening at this very point in time, which is pretty wild. Yeah, crazy. And to your point here about adult life being a little stressful, one thing I want to put out there for our listeners is I want you guys to kick back for the next hour and <laughs> decompress with Ian and I. Just listen and shout aloud at your radio or at your, wherever you're listening to us about all this nerd stuff that we're having. Just enjoy it. Sometimes, and Ian said this to me last week, sometimes you just need a little bit of me time. And this, guys, this is your me time. This is Ian and I's me time. And right now, as you're listening to us, this is your me time. So join us on this journey into nerd. And Ian, we're going to start this week with a little bit of my favorite topic. And that is, of course, the MCU. It's going through a lot of changes here. But it does have a few pillars in the ground in 2023. And one of those is Secret Invasion, the next mm -hmm. Disney Plus show that will be debuting on June 21st. The world premiere is actually happening as we record. So they're showing, I think, the first episode or two to a large group of MCU enthusiasts and critics. And so we'll start to hear the initial reactions as this episode drops. 
but they did release the first five-ish minutes of Secret Invasion through this like cryptic website and all this. Rick actually sent it to me and then ended up popping up on Twitter and all that. And so interesting marketing ploy, but what, what this five-minute scene did for me, and no spoilers here, guys. This really doesn't provide any sort of massive spoilers or, or real insight into exactly how it's going to be. What it did for me was frame out the tone of what this show is going to be. It has a new agent we haven't been introduced to, an Agent Ross, someone we're familiar with from the Wakanda series uh, of films. And they're talking about the scroll invasion and misinformation, which is quite quite interesting as they're playing on that because we exist in that in a world of misinformation. And the tone has got this, I don't like to go back to this, but it's got this Winter Soldier vibe to it, man. Mm-hmm. I, I'm so excited for this. This is a book I loved when I read it. And I've been wanting them to do this secret invasion style of promo. Who do you trust? You start to get a little bit of that. There's a small part of me that wishes this was a little bigger, like an Avengers scale film. Like I would have preferred this over maybe like a King Dynasty. But I'm super excited that we're getting this. And this might just be the start to Secret Invasion. Maybe they're going bigger. I don't. I hope that this isn't the start and finish of that story, that we get to actually continue with it. But what was your feeling of Secret Invasion from this first five-minute clip that turned into a trailer um, in anticipation of, it, of its release next week? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, it was it was interesting. Like, it was an interesting choice. I think what it was kind of intending to do was to make people aware of what the show is going to be about, I guess. Yeah. Um, it was kind of like, you know, an introduction to what's going on, um, you know, why this threat is here or, you know, why Fury is involved. Um, and I think that was that was a good thing. For me, I'm not as excited. Like, I'm I'm not so familiar with this story uh so for me it's not a a biggie for me and i think you know as excited i am about it because i'm i'm one of the guys who kind of is a fan of uh, black widow and i kind of like these stories where it's not always about superheroes and it's a bit more Mm. of a human action story Um, but it'd be interesting to see how it plays out because you know fury there was i think there's like a part where you know fury gets asked by um what's her name Olivia, the, the female actress. Yes. <laughs> the, um, I don't know her name. <laughs> I forgot her name there. But she says to him, you know, you know, don't you think you should call some of your superhero friends? And he's kind of like, you know, this is this is my thing to deal with. And, you know, I've got to do this alone. Uh, and it'd be interesting to see how they go with that. Because, you know, he is taking on a threat which is more kind of super powered. Uh, it is more alien. And it'd be interesting to see who he brings in. Um, of course, we've got Amelia Clark in there as well. To mm-hmm. uh, you know, I love her as an actress, and I'm glad that she's getting some, you know, big time screen time uh, in the the MCU. Uh, so yeah, the the feeling of it felt good. It felt nice, but it was kind of like a five minutes of two guys talking to each other, explaining what's going on. And I hope it doesn't come across to some people as being a little bit. I don't know, like boring in a way. You know, I think some people just look for that superhero, crazy action. Yeah. You know, huge special effects uh, and battles. And this isn't really what that's going to be. It's going to be a lot more kind of a deeper, smaller story. Whereas, you know, you're going to have a lot more of a human story as well. And yeah, I'm excited for it, but I'm I'm not really understanding exactly how it's going to play out. 
And as you said, like, is it going to move on into other movies? Is this going to become something bigger or is it just going to be a very kind of contained mm-hmm. standalone story? But how about you? So how did you feel about the actual five minutes? I'm I'm pretty excited about it, to be honest with you. It, it hit the tone, it struck the tone that I wanted from it. It, it. it feels a lot. So there's a comic book that actually leads into Secret Invasion called Secret Warriors. And it is about Nick Fury doing this. He disappears for a while and all this is happening. And he kind of gets clued into the Secret Invasion before anyone else. And he was trying to solve it in the background. So it plays a lot from that. And the superhero element actually gets brought in a bit further down the line in the actual Secret Invasion books. Earth's Mightiest Heroes, which is a cartoon, fantastic cartoon that was done, I think, around 2011, 2012. Mm-hmm. It has a really nice through line of Secret Invasion inside of it as well. So it kind of gives you a, a accessible way to get into it because Secret Invasion, and like a lot of those events in that era, that Bendis era of Avengers books, it, it spans like 100 books or something like that. There's the main line, but it goes into every corner of the Marvel comic book universe. So it's really hard to appreciate all of the stories. And that Earth's Mightiest Heroes really kind of gives you that, that Cole Notes version of Secret Invasion and gives you a, a pretty condensed piece of that story. And I think this is going to be pulling in a similar fashion to that, where it's going to be pulling bits and pieces, but it's not going to have the big superhero epic at the end, at least from what I can tell from this. Okay. Um, but but it... it it, I think it's going to build into that very small cosmic piece of the Marvel universe, but I think that piece has a ton of potential. And mm-hmm. so my hope is this actually grows into something, into something quite large and down the road, like this would, like I said, I think it'd be better than a Kang dynasty, like an Avengers secret invasion where it mm-hmm. actually scales up and you end up with a, a, planetary or in a, a galaxy sort of invasion style of of arc through an avengers film or through a couple films like i say a third captain marvel or a nova film or something to that effect i'm really oh, craving right. that piece that cosmic piece of the marvel cinematic universe because it's been done so well with james by james gunn and you kind of get away from all of the baggage that exists around the earth-based heroes and you can go off and do what you want, and then you can bring them in at the end. I know we did have the Thanos and a cosmic big huge thing, invasion and all that kind of stuff. We've had that, but this is a bit more of a cerebral and then less of a kind of on the nose, like we're coming in spaceships, we're going to drop cannon fodder down, we're just going to fight them all. This is a little bit more dense than than what we've seen in the past. And so I'm, I'm really digging. I'm really excited for, for this. It's probably the most excited I've been for a Disney Plus show in a while. And like you said, it's going to be very different. It's going to be very different than Hawkeye, than Miss Marvel, than She-Hulk. Like it's going to have a completely different tone, um, mm. and so that that might bring a little bit of um, uh, a little bit more recognition to the potential for Disney Plus in the MCU and what they can do. Um, I've liked all those other shows, but they're definitely leaning more into the comedic end of things and the lighthearted piece of things. Uh, and, and less so much of this pocket of the universe that I really enjoy. So it's kind of combining like the cosmic and Winter Soldier tone, which for me is is nail in the head. I'm I'm really digging this. So yeah, nice. It's interesting you say that because I mean when it was first introduced and when I first heard about it, like I looked into the story a little bit more, um, and I always kind of expected it to be such a, a much bigger story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought this was going to be a you know a major part of the MCU, and this was going to be the next big thing. 
and it gets all confusing when like they all have the same name secret war secret war secret invasion and then i'm just mm -hmm. like you know i i honestly thought this was going to be the the big story and then when it got you know it came out as being a, a tv show um and possibly being a little bit more contained uh yeah it, it became kind of more interesting to me because I don't really know where it kind of stands within within this this story, um, and then even going back to stuff like I'm also like I actually quite like Captain Marvel, um, but mm -hmm. even from that story, like how how these things are going to connect? Because even in Captain Marvel, there were only there's only that spaceship left, right, of Skrulls. So I there think there was many like people. Yeah, I think this is like I think there's like different like sects of Skrulls and. You know, the same way with the Kree and all that, you had breakaway bands of Kree that followed Ronin, but you had the Kree Empire. And, like, they haven't yeah. explored the Kree scroll thing either. So, there's a lot of potential there. And this show could be closer to Secret Warriors than Secret Invasion proper. So, this, this could be like that more. And it looks like it's going to be more like that, where it's just Nick Fury and some agents and. It's all about and the the ending. You kind of get this like reveal that one of the big superheroes was actually a scroll, and that then that kicks off the secret invasion arc. Actually, so right, yeah, it's, it's it, interesting. It, 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 that's I, a lot of I, I'll have to watch some of those past. I'll have to watch Captain Marvel again. I I can I thought that in that movie they explained that all the scrolls were killed except for those ones that were on that ship, but that, that must be wrong. I must be making a mistake. It, they may say it, but they're gonna they're gonna retcon things here. Like yeah, they're talking yeah. about like this invade that in that clip they're talking about the invasion started thirty years ago. And... Well, like it wasn't like in um, far from home. Yeah, far from, far from home. home. Like so far from, yeah. but far from home. So Fury isn't Fury, right? For the whole movie, he's one of the. He's the yeah, scroll. he's the scroll. Yeah, he's the scroll, right? And they mentioned yeah. that in the trailer, they said like Fury, or there's a clip that says like Fury hasn't been actually seen since the blip. That was in yeah, that was in No Way Home, right? When he's being interrogated. So when um, oh, okay, yeah, when Peter, when Tom Holland's been interrogated, he says like you know, ask Fury, and he's like, well, Fury's been like off world yeah. for, for yeah, and he was like on a spaceship long. at the end at the end credit scene of another. Yeah, movie. oh sorry, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's on the spaceship flying out. Yeah, with, yeah the, saber, right. whatever it's saber. Called. Yeah, so very exciting there with with Secret Invasion. I'm looking forward to actually talking and breaking that down in a couple of weeks here with yourself. But another big change that's happening outside of the slates is we got a new name for the Captain America 4. So the Sam Wilson Captain America focused film that they are currently filming. And its old name was Captain America New World Order. And this one is now called Brave New World. So transitioning away from New World Order. And there's a nice picture online with Anthony Mackie, as well as Harrison Ford, who is filling the role of General Ross, filling in for the late, great William Hurt, taking over that role. So pretty cool to see Harrison Ford in the MCU. New cap suits, that darker, more Winter Soldier-looking cap suit that they've transitioned to for Sam Wilson. But... I, the fact that this is filming and this is coming, we're going to talk about when it actually comes out here in a minute here, but um, I'm pretty excited for this. The Brave New World, I kind of like New World Order a little bit better, um, mm. but Brave New World, it, it kind of sounds a bit more like a Disney cartoon, like Pocahontas Brave New World or something like that. I don't know. But yeah, um, I don't, I don't, do, you, do you know any reason for that name change? No, I don't yeah, know. I... Like New World Order to me, outside of the, the faction from WCW in the 90s, um new world order seems to be more like a like an illuminati type thing like there's a this new order emerging and that's what it kind of 
points toward more of like a political thriller that we got in mm. more more akin to Winter Soldier, where Brave New World it, it speaks more to maybe Sam Wilson's story that they're doing as opposed to yeah. it being more focused on the world changing. And so it might be a pivot towards a more Sam Wilson centric story than, and you know, some of the gaps that there were in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier where they didn't directly address some of the issues that they had in the comic books with regards to the recognition of a new and different Captain America and all these type of things and race relations and all this. Maybe they're stepping a bit further towards that. Um, there's potential for like Red Hulk to show up in this. So there, there's a lot of interesting stuff I think that can happen in this, but I'm not sure why why they changed it other than maybe it's yeah maybe like new world or it's like maybe I think you you kind of you kind of hit it on the head there like I guess you know new world order does sound like I guess it's very similar to a kind of um, Hydra style yeah you know secret organization maybe they just thought mm. it's a bit too samey to kind of take yeah. that route and maybe do something a little different. What's the maybe first? maybe they made the change when they heard about Brave and the Bold. They want to get in there first. Yeah, get the Brave first. Yeah, get the Brave first, <laughs> it, and it's going to be like DC copy Marvel. As they always it's, do. It's it's funny because I think this is the first, if I'm not mistaken, like substantial name change outside of Endgame coming out of instead of being Infinity War Part Two, turning turning into Endgame. Marvel doesn't generally change the names of their movies. Mm. Uh, and so it was it was kind of interesting to see it like like i said it might just be a pivot towards something that is a bit more digestible for a a larger crowd or maybe the tone has changed or the script has changed who knows but uh but one other thing that's changed is actually its release date that was originally supposed to come out on may 3rd 2024 it's still coming out in the middle of july of 2024 and this was accompanied by a a quite a substantial film slate change for disney specifically around Marvel Studios and Lucasfilm, as well as Avatar, I believe. And so every movie in 2024 has been, through 2024 through 2026, has been shifted in the MCU slate. Now, I believe this is probably part of Iger, Bob Iger, coming back into the fold here and him really getting into the weeds and trying to figure out what's been going on with not only Marvel, but also Lucasfilm and just trying to give everything a little breathing room mm -hmm. as well as likely time for these scripts and these shootings to iron out any sort of issues. You know, you can point maybe at Thor four or Ant-Man or any other film that you want. I think there is some general recognition that quantity had taken over at Marvel studios and they had lost a bit on the quality end of things. And hopefully this is a kind of a pivot back towards that. So we're seeing Brave New World coming out in that July slot. Brave New World is, I think Brave New World's August, end August, maybe. Or maybe... They pushed it back uh, even further. Yeah. Oh, did they push maybe. back even further than that? Okay, interesting. So, yeah. so it does look like that Deadpool 3 has shifted into that May 3rd date. So we'll be seeing That's Deadpool right, yeah. 3 before anything, which is a very... It might be because it has a, a more robust script. It might be a more straightforward story. It might have... Yeah less implications on the grander story potentially maybe that's yeah, why absolutely. that's moving up there thunderbolts moves from that july slot all the way to christmas of 2024 yeah blade moves from september 2024 to february 2025 so that pushes into the 25 slate and then fantastic four moves from 20 early 25 all the way to that may slot in 2025 
And then both the Avengers films shift out one year apiece with Kang Dynasty moving from the 2nd of May of 2025 to the 1st of May of 2026, as well as Avengers Secret Wars moving from May 1st, 2026 to May 1st, 2027. So those Mm. are big moves on those films. And I think everything else kind of just cascades one slot over. These big Avengers film shifts are probably, I would think there's a couple pieces. The question mark around Jonathan Majors, the question mark around Kang, Will these will these Avengers films retain these titles or will they pivot to something different? Do you think like, mm. will we still get a secret wars? Like they are building this multiverse saga. But if I'm being honest with you, when you look at the movies that are coming out, Brave New World, Thunderbolts, Blade and Deadpool three. Fantastic Four, only Fantastic Four and Deadpool three really play into those movies, I think. Yeah. Like it's Brave really New World's weird. not really gonna do it. Thunderbolts isn't gonna do much to it. Blade, I don't think. Like, there's not a lot of build into those big Avengers movies. Like, I'm I'm seeing a real momentum issue into those issue into those movies because realistically, outside of maybe Fantastic Four, like we're we're not gonna get much of the multiverse saga in inside yeah. of this. And so I'm a bit concerned about about those Avengers movies, to be honest with you. Yeah, me too. Like, I, I really can't understand what's really going on. Like, it kind of makes sense just to, like, if they're not too confident about them. I know there's the whole thing with Jonathan Majors and, like, how that's going to play it, but it just, like, it, I, I kind of feel like I should just get them out of the way and start something 100%. new, maybe. Avengers you know, Secret Invasion, just, like, just go for that. Because, <laughs> you know, we're going to have to wait. Like, there is nothing that really builds into it. And if you think of like the past Avengers movies, like how many movies would build into each one and how mm. you'd have these major events building up to something big and how that was so well paced um, and so well executed. And this, I think just because they've had that kind of dip in, in the quality and, and reception of the MCU stuff with like Quantumania. Um, mm. But there's nothing to kind of bring back that excitement between them. And as you said, like, I mean, you got the Fantastic Four, but that's also an introduction of new characters. So it's going to have to focus a very, a lot of their time on that. It's not going to be able to invest time on the whole, you know, um, variant stories and and Kang Dynasty stuff. Um, So it seems kind of weird that they're going to make people wait that long and then they're going to go, here you are, here's an Avengers movie, which has yeah. no kind of build up to it. And is, is anybody going to be that bothered or excited about it? Like, is it ever going to be such a big event like it was with Infinity War and Endgame? I don't, I don't see how it can be. It's, it's going to be tough because like realistically, the Cap 4, so Brave New World, is probably your only Avengers team building movie that is going to be dropping. And that drops two years before Kang Dynasty. Fantastic Four, Blade, Thunderbolts, Deadpool 3, none of those are Avengers team-building movies where, you know, the, the this idea of, you know, and they did it in Avengers 1, fine, but I, I think there needs to be a little bit more story going into this, and I'm mm. just not seeing the thread or the through line in any of these films because Deadpool 3, Brave New World, Thunderbolts and Blade, Fantastic Four, they're all, they're, they could all be standalone movies. Like, there, there's no, I don't, I'm not seeing a huge connection, and maybe I'll be proven wrong, but maybe the, Secret Invasion will be so successful they'll just change the name. They should to, uh... Secret Invasion. <laughs> Scratch it. They probably, they probably wish they went with Secret Invasion instead of Secret Wars. Well, and Secret <laughs> Secret Wars is such a complex and big story that, mm. and not having any 
they can in Kang Dynasty, of course, will build into it, and there's probably a film or two missing in between those. But yeah, it's I'm just not seeing the the through line here, and we're not including the Disney Plus shows here. So I, I'm thoroughly interested to see how this all plays out in in a world where you could see exactly where they were going in phase, especially phase two and three. This it's it's a bit still disjointed. That's what phase four felt like disjointed. And as we're stepping into phase five now, it's, it's got a little bit of that air to it as well. And I think the 2024 films with cap four thunderbolts and Deadpool three, like that is a, that is a great slate of films for 2024. Very excited for those. Yeah. But let's see, I guess let's see how it all plays out because there's also some star Wars films that have shifted around here. So we're going to wait an extra six months for our first Star Wars film since The Rise of Skywalker with a shift from that December 19th, 2025 slot out to May of 2026. So Star Wars backfilling into that May slot. Star Wars did originally release in May. That's kind of a, a Star Wars space. And then we've got actually a second film that will be dropping in 2026, an untitled Star Wars film that fills in that December 18th, 2026 slot. I know there's a lot of numbers here, but essentially what this is, is we have two Star Wars films coming out in 2026. Likely yeah. the Ray film and Filoni's film would be my guess on those two. Yeah, so I guess it's the what's this the new is it the new Jedi Order? There's there's that one says the one. I don't remember which one was supposed to come out in the December time. I don't know which one's going to I think come they in. said the Ray was the Ray film was going to be the first one out. The first one. So that's Filoni's yeah. one will be the first one. So yeah, no, I think so. I think like the the May twenty second, twenty twenty six. Well, it'd be either or, but it's either going to be the Ray or the Floney, and then the next one will be the Ray or the Floney. I think those are the first two. Because there's the okay. James Mangold one as well that goes like whatever twenty thousand years back or whatever it is. So the Mangold one's the new. Is that the old? Is that the New Republic one? Um, it's like the uh, it goes like way way back way back ah oh, so yeah. that's the way back that that's the ah oh, yeah. so that's the first jedi one yeah so that's the okay so that's right that's right yeah man like i don't know it's to be honest i don't really care what the movies are about i just want a star wars movie like i just really want to get into a movie theater and be excited to see a star wars movie and either of those like you know um you know a, a origin story of the very first jedi or a you know, a sequel story with Ray, both really exciting concepts. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, to wait, to, to now have to wait three years for a Star Wars movie is, is pretty nuts. I mean, December 25 is, is still pretty far away and six months by then might not feel like too mm -hmm. much time. Um, I'll have a trailer, trailer by Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Well, then you got like the, 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 what's called the Star Wars celebration in Japan. And that was kind of mm -hmm. going to be a lot more exciting with the movie coming out, you know, yeah. in the December time. And now it's going to come out the following year, like a year later. So you, mm -hmm. we might not get as much kind of content and trailers and, and the hype might not be there as, as much as it would have been, um, which is definitely a shame. Um, but yeah, I mean, movie shift, it happens all the time. It just seems to be that everything has, has moved and it's some of it hurts more than, than others, especially with the Star Wars for me, yeah. Well, and I think, like I said at the top, uh, this is likely an Iger thing and a a shift quality. I think there's there's an importance to getting this first Star Wars movie right. 
And yeah. whether it's Filoni or whether it's a Ray story or a James Mangold story, whichever one, they have to do it right. And so giving it that little extra time, um, but also being as bold to say, we're going to put two in. And I think that one of those two has got to be the Filoni movie, I would say, like capping out this Thrawn story or at least kicking it off in the big screen. The heir to the Empire is kind yeah. of a rumored title for that. And given that they've got a lot of that in place and a lot of the story, I think pretty well constructed and a solid foundation through Disney plus, like as we get into August here and when we get Ahsoka, that's going to lay a lot of the foundation for that story. And yeah. I think it makes sense to, to go forward with two star Wars films in a year. It's a lot, um, but no different than MCU or DCU, I guess. But it's to me, it just says that they're somewhat confident in that Filoni movie in, in its current form, in whatever script they've put together. If they have started writing a script that they're, I guess they're all in strike all the writers, but um, whatever is there, the, I think the key elements are, are on the playing field right now and they just got to kind of put them in the right spots. So, yeah, I'm, I'm for giving people, giving them more time to make things better. And I do think that it always helps you. We have seen it in the past where, where things have been delayed and then they do improve on it. Mm. Um, and, you know, they, they take the reception from from the audiences. You know, they'll see how Ahsoka uh, goes with audiences. Um, but sometimes I do feel like it's good to also try and ride that that kind of hype train. I think, you know, mm. with the MCU stuff, you know, they kind of we had big players lead the mcu with with cap going out and iron man going out and it would have been nice to then quickly jump into having variant versions of them where they are familiar characters instead of taking this huge gap where people have kind of mm. forgotten about these characters now or they've kind of you know they've let them go and it's the same with the star wars stuff like the the first two seasons of mandalorian were just like crazy like people were going crazy for those those shows and it would have been great to then jump into a filoni movie quite early um with yeah. the third season of, of mandalorian you know that the the hype wasn't there as much, you know. The people enjoyed it, but it just wasn't as as big of a, an event as it was in the past. And people said that you know it was one of the the weaker seasons. So then you know when you take these gaps and then you bring in Filoni, it would have been nice to have that kind of energy, you know, riding this new movie coming out. Um, and that's sometimes why I think it's nicer to sometimes have stuff a little sooner. But at the same time, I do prefer quality of course rather than yeah. rushing something and it's like you look at any of the trilogy movies that were made like in star wars like there's always a couple years three years between them right um and i th i think it yeah the hype is one thing but then it also sets this level of like expectation and disposability of things as well when you're getting kind of this huge amount of of films and and the pressure, like this also could be a result of the writer's strike. It could be a result of VFX houses being like, all right, guys, like we need to take the foot off the gas pedal here if you, if you need stuff and not, you know, killing employees, not physically, but, you know, there's likely some mental and burnout and all that kind of stuff that's happening with a lot of this stuff. And so if, if it's about kind of relief across the board, then I, I think it, it, it's all, I think we're going to benefit as a fandom if we're just waiting a little bit longer. There's going to be lots of stuff in between. Yeah. Um, Maybe they to, listen to uh, Qui-Gon, yeah. Liam Nielsen. He, he said, didn't he say there was too many Star Wars movies? You <laughs> 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 were saying they're releasing too many Star Wars movies or something like that. I think oh, you were just saying like how it was just like an overdose of, 
we just get this overload of Star Wars movies. Well, it's an overload of everything because like this weekend, The Flash comes out and Elementals also comes out and that builds, you know, a couple of weeks ago we talked about with Zeddy, all these films that are coming out, this massive slate. And, and like I said at the top, like you could go and spend an entire day at a movie theater and not get through every single film that is currently released as a big blockbuster tentpole. But yeah. this weekend is it's The Flash. So how hyped are you for for the Flash? You know, we talked a couple of weeks ago about your hype level for Across the Spider Verse, which you do get to see this weekend. But two different films, different studios, different um, different characters, but similar ish genres in this comic book movie space. But which one are you going to see first, Across the Spider Verse or the Flash? Like, what is well, the one you're going to you're going to sit in the theater? That's still undecided. For? That's undecided. Like, I did actually put up a poll on. Uh, on Twitter and asked people for their advice and flash was kind of winning. And then Spider-Verse Kate took over and there's like, I had a bit of discussion with people. Do you go with the movie that you are most excited for? Do you go with the one that's going to be the best or do you leave the, the best till last? Um, and it's been a tough decision. Like I, I kind of had it decided for me in a way because in Japan, um, both of them come out on the same day and uh, yeah, the DC guys, seem to have got taken all the slots for the IMAX screenings. Mm. So the tickets dropped last night. They dropped them a few hours early, which I wasn't aware of, which was also a big issue. Um, I was just lucky to be on the internet at that time. Um, and there were only two IMAX screenings for the Spider-Verse. One was while I was at work and one was so late that I wouldn't be able to get home afterwards. So I had to quickly jump on and I flashed seat basically the whole thing was red totally booked out and all of a sudden like one seat just boom just popped in the perfect <laughs> seat right in the middle you know not too close pretty far back but in a prime spot i'm like god oh, it must be a sign man like i gotta have to get that that flash so i have the flash ticket unlocked because they only dropped tickets a few days early here in japan the question is like i'm gonna wait till tonight to the the saturday tickets drop for spider-verse and if there is an imax screening i'll go on the saturday Mm. Um, if there isn't one that I can take, cause I do work a few hours in the afternoon on a Saturday, I will possibly go to, uh, Dolby Atmos screening of Spider-Verse on the Friday morning before work. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's still up in the air at the moment. The flash is coming in first, but it, it is possible. Um, I am more excited for Spider-Verse just because I love the first movie and I just really, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of the reviews coming out of that movie and I do know, I do think it's going to be the better of, of the two, um, but I don't really want to compare them because they are two very different movies in terms of animation, live action and two different, very different stories. Um, and as for the flash, like I'm super excited, man. As soon as I got that ticket, I was like, woohoo, like jumping up, like I'm going to see flash on Friday. Uh, you know, I grew up with Batman, Batman 89 uh, was, was my Batman. Um, you know, that was my childhood. Mm. It's probably the most toys of any superhero I've ever owned. And, you know, I can't wait to see Kian. Um, hearing a lot of the reviews coming from our friends on, on Twitter and stuff, like, it just seems like it's going to be a really fun time. And, yeah, the hype's there, man. Like, I'm super excited to to see this movie. Everything about it seems, seems great. Uh, there are some lukewarm reviews coming out and i kind of like that because it doesn't get me to my mm -hmm. my um i don't really think that it's going to be the best superhero movie i've ever seen 
So I could be I could be surprised. It could be my expectations could be blown out of the water and I could actually come out of the movie thinking this is the best or one of the best live action superhero movies I've ever seen. And yeah, it possibly will happen, I think. Yeah, it, the Flash for me is is at the top. That's my priority this weekend. I made it to the movie theater for for a couple of weeks since Guardians actually, and I'm definitely going to be checking out Flash this weekend. I've I've got to actually a nice avenue in because Elementals, the next Pixar movie, actually comes out, so the girls are going to go see that, and I'm mm-hmm. going to go and see the Flash. <laughs> nice. But I, I'm really excited about it. I've stayed away from spoilers for the most part. I don't know how many spoilers are out there actually. And... Well, the uh, the big one now is yes, yeah, they have of social media man because some idiots are like they've they filmed the end credit scenes oh no don't say and they're posting them everywhere so i know i haven't seen them but okay. like what i mean is it seems to, it's, it was in the news like they've you know people are spreading this these end credit scenes i don't know why people do that it's it's, just, it's all for, for just beyond me clicks like it's silly yeah. it's very very silly i i don't like it and i've i i kind of am sporadically on twitter and i do a lot of the um for you instead of recommended stuff and so mm-hmm. I, you have a tendency to get just like people that are at least you follow and are a bit more conscious about stars like i didn't even get spoiled on guardians or anything going yeah. into it and so i was able to to avoid all that and so i'm I've glad semi safe on and spoilers the one that i find to be careful of now is youtube youtube's the worst because the thing is with YouTube is the stuff that's actually on your first screen when you open up it, it mm. many like some of the things that you follow, but many recommended stuff. Yeah. And it's just totally random. It's just based on things that you enjoy watching. So that's like cool. if I watch reviews and stuff, they're going to put flash stuff on there. And what they do is these idiots basically film it on their camera and then they take the spoiler and then they use that as their thumbnail so there's yeah. no way of avoiding it like you go onto youtube boom and like i have to use youtube for my job so it's like you know it opens up and there it is like there's the picture oh it's the like, worst it's horrible yeah uh, i don't know spoil it spoil it like because that's what's great about these movies is going and experiencing that that emotion and that <gasps> that that moment you want that gas you want to feel that in your lungs and yeah. you want to have that and that was for me for guardians going in and not knowing how this thing ended. Mm-hmm. I was le- like three cried three times, legitimately shocked. It's like this. You remember the start of, of Endgame, and you go in there and Hawkeye's family all gets done. Like you hear a pin drop, the dusting, like all of that was in the moment. And I guess that's why people do rush out those first couple of days is to just get that in and experience that, yeah. that raw, that the way it was meant to be experienced. And so, Hopefully, I think uh, that's a good thing with me with, with Spider-Verse. Like, I've been really, I'm really thankful of, of people, especially that I follow on Spider-Verse, because it did come out a couple of weeks ago for everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and people have been really good at kind of not spoiling things. I don't know if there are any big reveals in that movie, but I, there's, I haven't seen anything um, on that, uh, on Twitter. And I'm, I'm, you know, really thankful that people aren't talking about it, you know, a couple of weeks afterwards, and people are still being very kind of, um, you know, caring of people who haven't seen that movie yet. And it might be just because it is an animation. It might not be as kind of, you know, seen by a, a, such a, as much of a general audience. Uh, people, people might not think the spoilers are as important as a live action movie, but I've been generally, yeah, like I've been unspoiled on that. And just a few days, hopefully, 
only a couple more days since we get to consume that film i know a lot of people are going thursday night and friday for those that haven't seen it, a lot of people have seen this movie already flash i'm talking about here everybody i think i think most people have seen it right? i think you and i are I the only ones that haven't seen it like yeah I, I think actually all, all of canada. canada or japan you, you yeah. haven't seen it. everyone else in the world has seen it <laughs> yeah the, all of the united states of america has seen it. the box office is going to be like three million dollars because they've already yeah. shown us everyone for free <laughs> that, that's part that's another thing i'm really excited about just talking about it with people because mm. i can't wait it's it's you know it's a big movie that i think a lot of people have been excited for and it is a big event um especially with the return of you know keaton's batman as well so it'd be just great like i've been having to miss out on a few podcasts and stuff just being able mm. to listen to people and check out some youtube videos and talk to people on twitter about it it's going to be really fun so I'm, i can't wait till like you know everybody's seen this movie you can go in and then we get a couple of weeks to breathe here after this. And then we got Indy at the end of the month. So there's going to be a nice little decompression time where we can actually go out and see these things and talk to people about them and talk to them about on the podcast. We're going to, I think, talk about Flash next week. If uh, specifically if I'm able <laughs> to get into the movie theater and see it, I'm kind of the anomaly here. But what movie I'm going to make sure I get to see opening weekend. This is quickly and kind of subtly even shot up my most anticipated list for this year and that is teenage is bobby bobby not bobby. barbie barbie you know what <laughs> okay. i probably will go see it but not as as quickly as i'm gonna see teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem okay i'm There's looking forward to seeing some barbies in that display case behind you oh i'm gonna have them all i got actually i got a whole <laughs> bin upstairs i got an airplane a convertible the house like we got we got it all here man we can have like a full like Full live stream. We can play some Barbies and all this kind of stuff. That'd be funny. Yeah, my, got my got Barbies and... as well. We're gonna love this movie so much. We're just gonna bring out all our Barbies and I'm just gonna just go in and scrape <laughs> scrape this Jurassic Park shelf off into a bin, and then all the Barbies go up pristine. You think I can find all their shoes and all that stuff from the girls? They've lost everything. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, man, Mutant Mayhem. This feels like a spiritual successor to the '90s cartoon. It, yeah. Not so much in in look, but just with the characters that you're seeing in there and like Mondo Gecko and we got Baxter Stockman and the Turtles. I love that they're teenagers. We had a new trailer drop on us about two weeks ago that gave just this awesome look at not only the Turtles, but at Superfly, who's being voiced by Ice Cube. This incredible cast of voice actors. You got Bebop and Rocksteady. I like that it's not Shredder focused, or at least it doesn't appear to be. Like this is something a little different for for the Turtles here to kind of jump into the the banter. The animation is so unique on this. Like it's so stylized and unique. But like I said, it has this feel of the '90s cartoon, which has got me super excited for this. This movie for you. Are, are you do you have the same hype or do you have the same connection to the 90s turtles where I do, this yeah. is like quickly shooting up your anticipation list 100 percent, 100 percent. i absolutely love the turtles and it was one of those you know those cartoons when i was a kid that was just i remember when it came out i have all these vivid memories of that movie just because mm -hmm. it was so big and i remember which of my friends had the most amount of turtles toys and we'd go around his house because he'd he was crazy about turn. He'd have all the stuff that we didn't have. I remember back then, man, like people were like opening sewer manholes and going down into sewers to look for turtles. And it was like all over the news because they were trying to stop these kids getting injured because they were going down into the sewers. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah man like the i think that's one of those the franchises that i i kind of felt like it could have been something huge and you know with the the live animation that the live uh, action movies they were all right but you know they were kind of a little bit mishandled and it wasn't as as big as it, as it could have been uh it's such a great concept it's just a unique idea mm-hmm. and i love that what they've doing with this one like it was, when they first announced it and when i first saw the first trailer it came as such a surprise yeah um, agreed. and seeing the the latest trailer like it's just it's just looks amazing it just looks so fun like i actually watched the trailer i've watched it so many times mm-hmm. and i just get pure enjoyment just from watching the trailer yeah and it's just you know i just shown it to my kids and my kids just like they're not even that into turtles they know who they are um mm. but you know i put it on the tv and they're just glued to the screen like they just like what is this it just looks so fun um i love that the the turtles are younger like they are like teenagers and they do give off that kind of more fun playful vibe that they did yeah. in the cartoons uh even though they might appear younger they kind of meant like mentally they're probably very similar in age um and it does have like you know me being a spider-verse fan it does have that kind of very similar animation style mm-hmm. um but at the same time it is tweaked and it is kind of unique uh the story just looks really fun um the voice cast is is amazing uh and yeah man i'm just like super hyped for this like i was saying i said to you earlier like i went to it was like yesterday i went to pick up my daughter from school and one of the mothers had a turtle no it wasn't the mother it was her son had a turtles t-shirt on and i said to him i said oh wow turtles that's cool like, i said it in japanese and the mother's like looking at me and her eyes like lit up and she just said to me, I love the Teenage Turtles. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, what is this? What's going on? Like, you like the Teenage Turtles? And we were like talking. And then I found out she likes, yeah, she likes MCU stuff and stuff. But turtles are her favorite. <laughs> it's like, so I came home and I said to my wife, like, you know, one of the mothers, like the school likes Teenage Turtles. And my wife just, I never knew this. My wife just says, yeah, like I grew up with turtles. Like I watched it as a kid. <laughs> I played the video games. I really love the turtles. And she's just like, you know, one of the other mothers at school the other day was wearing a turtles t-shirt. One of the mothers was. And I'm like, where, what, where is this coming from? Like, <laughs> I didn't even realize anyone knew about the turtles. And now all of a sudden my wife's like a teenage new ninja, ninja turtle fan. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So, yeah. So yeah, so I actually think that movie's gonna be really big here because actually people are very familiar with the movie, and it's strange that to see a child who's six years old wearing a Teenage Turtle T-shirt when there hasn't really been anything that that's come out for them to be aware of it. I think so, like Nickelodeon, yeah. I think has been consistently putting out turtle shows. Mm-hmm. And there's always figures on the pegs, like turtle figures on the pegs. But I would say, like, for me at least, like, I haven't had any visibility on turtle stuff for a long time. Now, I haven't been going hunting it. Like, 2007, there was the movie, there was TMNT that came out. I think Chris Evans voiced Leonardo. It, It did all right. And you had the Michael Bay things that came out, which were fine, but I never really loved them. Like you have mm-hmm. for me, you have to go all the way back to like 1990 for the film, and then of course the cartoons. And like I was saying, like this feels a lot like that stuff to me. Yeah. And like I haven't given a chance to any of the new stuff. 
it's just I don't have access to it or or I just haven't put the time and effort into it. But this one, it just feels like it's going to bridge a generational gap between us and our children, potentially. Mm-hmm. Because like like my children know who the turtles are. They, they see the figures down here. I've shown them a few things. But they, they, I think, will really dig this. And I showed them the trailer. They're super excited about it. And for years, every time we go over a sewer grade or anything like that, both girls go, Ninja Turtles? Like they'll look down at the sewer crate and look, say Ninja Turtles live down there. I said, yep. Ninja Turtles live down in the sewer. And so that's something <laughs> that I've just like maintained with them for, for years. And so it's yeah. going to be, yeah, I think this is going to be kind of a cool, I guess a generational bridge where I get to experience this and, and feel real nostalgic about it. They get to experience all these characters that are similar ish to the action figure look to the look of the cartoon they're not dramatically different they are a bit stylized mind you but like you can come down here and look at my 80s vintage turtles and you could probably make a pretty you know good leap between what you're going to see on the screen there which is which is really cool i think that's the kind of mistake they made with a lot of the newer stuff like with the new the ladies cartoon like they made the appearance of the turtles very different where you had like uh rafael who was huge he's like a huge big muscly rafael and i think like what they've done is they've really understood the idea of having these turtles look the same they're brothers but they all have very unique personality types Mm. um and that's you know what turtles always was they only had a different colored bandana and it was their personalities and the way they spoke and the weapons that they used that made yeah. them who they are and i think that's definitely what they're they're going with with this new one and it's good as well like i like you know the idea of it being animation would m- sometimes make you think that it's not going to be as big as it could have been um but i i think definitely coming off a lot of the the movies these days where we are seeing animation you know do really well and be mm. really successful uh, stuff that's not, you know, Disney, Disney related. And you have, you know, the Mario movie, but then something like Spider-Verse, which, you know, people wouldn't really re- associate Spider-Man with animation. Um, and now people are starting to accept that and realize how well stories can be told through animation and how these can be as good as the, the live action versions. So I think, you know, that's really going to do well for, for this Turtles movie as well. Yeah, and I think they could take a lot more liberties with the story. Like, how hard would it be to, to try to tell the story that's I, what I'm guessing is told in Across the Spider-Verse and that was told in the first Spider-Verse film on in live action? You can't do it. Like, they kind of yeah. did it in No Way Home, but not nearly to the scale or magnitude. And same with the this Turtles movie. You can't do this really in live action. Like, this is very much suited, like the character designs specifically. You yeah, can't like a really rhino, do... rocksteady, bebop, and rocksteady. Yeah, just... and like they, they kind of did it before, and but like you look at the volume of mutants that are going to be in this film, and yeah. that's very difficult to do. And you go back to the '90s film; it was very serious, right? And like that, you didn't go too far, like into the second one, and of course the third one, you go a little bit further. But I think this is very well suited to tell the story that they likely want to tell with this with this teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem so super and excited does, about it does, that like, it does it does really also um you know bring in a, a wider audience as well because mm. uh, you know kids kids love animation and i think that's going to yeah. be a great thing about this it's just like we're going to introduce kids to the turtles again and you know like for us in the 80s like this is 
the turtles time to come back and you know be familiar with children and people are going to be able to grow up with turtles again so i yeah. think that's that's really good too so cool and now we can relive some of that childhood of ours and our, our last thing we're going to talk about this week is a another NECA drop there was a reveal and it was actually done on uh yes have some their toy stream which is toy anxiety they had the the main guy from NECA there and they revealed the the next big vhs pack in the tmnt3 so the movie i can't remember this came out in 93 maybe 94 i can't remember 92 mm-hmm. i don't know somewhere in there know, yeah. it was when they go back in time and they put on all like the the gear like the japanese gear and all this kind of stuff and they're we knew they were eventually going to release these figures and they're released and and they look pretty cool like the movie you can say whatever you want about it i'm not a huge fan of it but these figures are quite detailed they kind of captured that kind of change in the head sculpt the the kind of weird eye poppy and you've got these you know the the japanese samurai look to them and it looks really cool and the reveal they did over on toy anxiety was was neat to follow along with and kind of showing off what what's going on there i can't remember if they're an sdcc exclusive or maybe that big box is and then eventually they'll release them in two packs like they've done in the past but it's cool to see them kind of filling out this tmnt film line like they're starting to slowly run out of figures and they also revealed the kino from um secret of the use as well the pizza boy he, mm, he's yeah. got there's an SCC exclusive of him and his scooter and all, all that so i'll have to get try to get my hands on that but NECA continues to kill it and it's kind of a cool way to you know as we have SCCC coming up here in july and then not too long after in august we get mute ma'am so it's gonna be kind of a nice you know end of summer is gonna be our middle i guess of summer is gonna be real turtles heavy which is kind of cool yeah i don't know sometimes when i see that SDCC, anytime i hear it kind of exclusive i just want to pick up my monitor and throw it across the room like <laughs> there's no it's like that means i'm not getting a lot of one of these things but yeah hopefully like hopefully they do get a, a kind of wider release i'm still waiting for my secret of the use ones man like i'm i thought they did announce that these were going to be available f- to everyone and it still seems like they are the turtles like yeah yeah i haven't seen them i've been waiting for the the shredder like the start of secret of the use shredder like the more purple one like he goes from like that maroon costume to the more purple cartoon esque. Okay. So I've been waiting for yeah, that. I haven't one. seen like I, I see sometimes people on Twitter saying, "Oh, I found these or I've got these." I know Nick uh, released some of the comic book versions recently, where it's it's a four pack of the, and they all look exactly the same. It looks it looks pretty cool, but they're all very mm. you know very similar. Um, but yeah, like these these samurai ones, man, like they just look so good. Things mm-hmm. like there's a company called Fury Toys actually released the Samurai Leonardo and they couldn't because of licensing they couldn't call it a teenage turtle. Uh, it's like it's pretty small. It's supposed to be a six inch, but it's really small. It's supposed to be based on like the actual comic book sizes, mm. um, and that's like a mix of you know it's got like the the cloth uh, bandana and the cloth uh, scarf, and it's such a great figure. It's a great looking little figure, and just something about having these turtles in samurai gear of course with like the last ronin we also had had that as well um they just it goes goes together really well because of course they're ninjas and that's that's their background um but with this you know this turtles three neko set it's just so kind of it just looks so fun because they're just so kind of quirky and yeah. just you know they got these funny smiles because 
you know, they kept up there in their heads, right? And by the time it got to that movie, they kind of looked a little strange with these big eyes. (laughs) And they always got their teeth out all the time. Yeah. It's like like jarring when you go and if you go watch the first one, the second one, and you go to the third one, you're like, whoa, what happened here? Like, yeah, they kind of made them a little bit more cartoony. And I don't know if it was intentional or if that was just them trying to update the kind of tech and it just didn't Mm. work. (laughs) It just didn't look as good. But yeah, those figures, they, they look very similar to the Star Wars ones that I have in my room, the movie realization mm, yeah. Star Wars ones. They've got a very similar um, body design. The armor's quite similar, but they also mix in the kind of cloth uh, overcoats. Um, and they're really bright and colorful. So they, they look, I mean, I really want those figures too. And like you, I'm not a huge fan of that movie. I'm pretty sure there wasn't a single fan of that movie. No. But, but there's the characters and of course the turtles is something that people still love to watch and i think you know those figures they do look they'd look great on any any uh oh, yeah display and there's so many accessories with them and like the i imagine they're quite a bit more expensive i don't know the price of them but quite a bit more expensive than the previous releases of the figures because of all the accessories and it's got like that the time sticker or whatever it is that transports them around and like yeah. you look at the detail and all that it's it's phenomenal and i don't I know guess- man you'll be you'll be very surprised with NECA because NECA, one company i have a lot of respect for they really do keep their prices down and they do really keep things very reasonable like the last ronin figure came with so much it's ridiculous like i got like an elf elf figure the other day, uh you know a few months ago yeah and that elf comes with so much it's mm. insane. Like it comes with clothes and it comes with all these accessories and it comes with all these different hands and all these, it, all everything that it comes with in this one little box, one box, really nice display that like it comes with, you know, this open window and everything. And it, yeah, it's cheaper than a Mafex. It's cheaper than a figure arts. It's like some of them are the same price as a, a Marvel Legends and the detailing, the paintwork that goes into them is, is incredible. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they do actually release these, especially if it is a bit of an exclusive, if they release it at quite a reasonable-ish price. It'll be interesting because I'm looking at these things right now, and, man, they are, like, their overcoats and the weapons, the new head I don't sculpt. think they'll release them as single singles, though. I think it would just be a four-box set. I can't see them. Well, really in the past, the, the, the exclusive has actually been the packaging and less so the figures. I think there has been a few exclusive figures like, like oh no, that was a, one of those boxes, those blind boxes, or but it's like that movie case, like they they did the Secret of the Ooze a couple of years ago, and the four oh, those four figures are are out in some places, and I think yeah, but be- like what I mean is like they don't also like as singles though, like as as a reg like a standard re- even if it comes out as a standard release, like other than the first movie, they release those individually. But after that, like yeah, the, the two packs, the use has just been is been a a full four pack, right? The secret of the use. I think I th- I'm not sure. I think up here there was they're releasing in two packs. Oh, did they? Okay, that's I might good. be wrong. If, on this, that. if there's a two pack, that's that's good. Because, yeah, even with the, the comic book ones, like, they all look exactly the same. I was like, I'd like to have the four, but it'd be cool just to just to have one so I don't have to spend all that money on the four and have so much display exactly. area used. <laughs> but it's they're only releasing them as, as a set of four. So I was hoping they're going to... It'd be nice if they do. I don't know. I mean, 
Would you want only one? I don't actually. I don't think I need all of them. (laughs) You need all of them. Yeah, have a display of like just like just Leonardo. Like you got to have all four figures. Yeah, that's very uh, true. Very exciting stuff. So like TMNT is gonna have a nice renaissance here in in this summer, and I'm I'm pretty pumped about that. I don't know if I'll I won't be getting the con exclusive. I do want the Kino con exclusive though, so I'm gonna try to see if someone down there can grab that for me. Because I uh, I need myself some Kino. That was a long time in the making, I believe. That figure, like they tease that, or he's he was kind of I don't know if they ever tease it, but he's definitely the one that they're you're like okay they've gone through and made a whole bunch of figures. Like where's where's this figure? So yeah. it's it's cool and some like figures like that. I'm not I don't get super upset if they are con exclusives because as a line, like would a Kino sell the same way the turtles do? You know what I mean? Like that's why they go with exclusives sometimes because they can make a limited quantity of these things. They they know that they're after that that niche group and they're able to sell most of them through and they don't have a kino sitting on the pegs for two three years. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I don't that, know. that makes definitely makes sense. I think I just think back to the kind of Star Wars Black Series days where like you know it'd be like a big character or someone mm. cool. You know, like a pro- prototype Boba Fett, and you're like, "Wow, look at that white prototype Boba Fett!" And it's like, I can't. There's no way for, of me getting that because it's only a yeah. Walmart exclusive or something. They did. They did start to shy away from stuff like that in the past, where it's mostly like package exclusives. Where you remember, like yeah. the first, I think it was the first order trooper that came out was in that like cool, like slipcase and everything. Was oh yeah, really nice yeah. detail there, and they did that subsequently another. And then the figures all showed up at retail eventually, and so well, that, well that, that one even in that even in that the Comic Con exclusive, like I remember it just turned up in a I don't know why, but Toys R Us all of a sudden had them in this yeah. bin, clearance bin, and it's like everybody was just grabbing these things at clearance. We got it's a like, whole bunch, on. yeah, we got a whole bunch of the exclusives uh, at our GameStop up here. Like one day they just showed up, like the Endor exclusive and all this stuff was just like sitting there. I didn't buy it, but yeah. I was like, whoa. I guess like, if they don't shift them at the 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 cons they end up just going into general release anyway yeah Yeah. it's crazy so lots of fun man well i really enjoy talking about all this nurse stuff i'm actually pretty stoked about uh about everything that we talked about even even some of these slate moves i think it's all all for the positive but guys next week we're going to be back here hopefully talking about the flash maybe talking about across the spider-verse but uh, definitely focusing in on The Flash. And the week after that, we have got Secret Invasion. So there's lots of, of great film content that we're going to be talking about here and universe content over the next couple of weeks. There is some changes happening, both here in the Nerd Room and with podcasting in general. And hopefully within the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be able to let you guys in on that big stuff. Some uh, Some big moves um, are happening, and I'm really excited about it. Ian knows a little bit more. But uh, I can't quite say anything just yet. But it is coming, guys. Lots of things in the works. And we're going to see some slight changes to the Nerd Room as a consequence of that. But the Nerd Room will be. So come back here and talking about Nerd. So it is not going anywhere. And uh, I'm real excited about that piece of it. Because, of course, I love talking Nerd. I love talking Nerd with you, Ian. And uh, I'm super excited to come back here every single week. And we want to thank you guys for coming back here every single week. So if you like to get a hold of us, Handles are at the end of the episode. You can email us at nerdroom at gmail.com. You can find everything we do at the, over at the nerdroom.net. So, Ian, my friend, with all of that being said, for the nerdroom, I'm Tim. And I'm Ian. And thank you guys so much for entering the nerdroom. This has been a nerdroom podcast production. You can find our hosts, Tim and Carlos, on Twitter at the nerdrm and CDN Caped Crusade R. For more content from the Nerd Room, check out the nerdroom.net and the Nerd Room YouTube channel. 
Don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, wherever you plug in. Use the hashtag WeTheNerd to keep up with the latest from The Nerd Room.